You're now listening to, whoops, WXRWLP 104.1 FM Milwaukee on RiverWestRadio.com. Episode 47, YBL Young Black and Opinionated. How you guys feeling this week? You don't sound too hot, G. I'm all right. I'm here. Okay, okay. How you feeling this week? Man, a little tired, boss. Mm-hmm. We working, we working. Yeah. How you feeling, Lassie? I'm good. I'm here. I can't say what I want to say, but I'm here. <laughs> oh, that's <All> right. funny. <laughs> Alrighty then. All Episode right. 40 was it seven. As always, I am Reese Bear. That's R E E S E B E R A. Four Wise is Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. Lassie. And I'm Lassie at Lola Baby on Snapchat, B A Y B E E. And on Instagram and Twitter at Lokarim Lola. Wani. And it's your boy Mwanje. That's M W A N J E. Follow me on all social media platforms. It's Mwan J. You kind of a leopard, people. Well, as always, guys, the our website is ybopodcastmke.com. You can find all information about us there. Uh, as always, we like to thank the listeners for the love, uh, for listening to us on the radio and on our podcast, which is separate from the radio show. Lassie, you want to tell them where they can find that? Yep. You can find our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, and on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe and Check us out on all those wonderful platforms. Yeah. Anybody want to go ahead and recap ap- episode? What was that 84? 84, yeah. 84. Episode 84. David. David. Um, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had a slew of topics as usual. Um, so we started off with Milwaukee News. Talked about Brady Fest last week, uh, Saturday. Um, for those who don't know, it's a festival here on Brady Street. You know, different vendors. People walk around and, you know, go to different vendors and do certain stuff. Kick it, drink, you know, have a good time. Mm. Um, we also talk about the new Bucks Arena name. is the Pfizer, if I'm not mistaken, right? Pfizer Forum. Or Pfizer, Pfizer? Pfizer. Pfizer Forum, um, which will be opening up August 26th. Then we move right along to uh, uh, question of the week, of course. Um, then what's going on? We talked about uh, Neil Wilson. A young lady that was, um, you know, unfortunately murdered by um, a Caucasian man whose whose defense is trying to say that he was schizophrenic and borderline crazy, what have you. Uh, We also discussed Stevie uh, Stevie J and Faith uh, Evans being married and Faith Evans talking about uh, doing some certain things with Biggie. Um, So check out the episode if you want to know exactly what they did. Uh, we also talked about ba- having black teachers and black mentors in school and also talked about uh, would we would have learned more or learned better or smarter had we known what we were learning, um, what we were learning and what it would be for. Um, and then, of course, we got into our uh, Reese's Rev- weeks, weekly, weekly revelations, um, talking about the movie I Love My Wife with Chris Rock. Um, we got into some relationships um, would you tell your boo if your parents liked them? And then we talked about men and their muffin booty backs. 
and uh, kind of got into a little bit there. So check out episode 84 if you haven't already. Once again, it's Dave. You can find it on all social media platforms, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff. Stitcher, Sprecher, all that good stuff. Yeah, that's that's there. That's our episode. <laughs> uh, again, you can check us out on all media platforms where you can find a podcast. Um, anything else, guys, before we jump right into our content for the week? It's out of here. <laughs> all right, let's jump right in. Uh, coming up later this month, uh, we got the podcast battle between us and TZ Talks Podcast. Anybody want to drop that information about that? So it's going to be on August 24th from 5 to 9 p.m at um mke nice pub and again it's um ybl versus tz talks a couple of battles of music music battle exactly how it sounds so come out and enjoy and we'll keep you guys posted and keep giving you guys reminders yeah it's a interesting concept interesting type of event so like lassie said if you like different kinds of music uh come out it should be a fun one so august 24th is going to be on a friday so Show up, show out, Wani. Hey, I want to just give a quick shout out to Imani and his new wife, Catherine, the Grams. Um, they got married on Sunday. So just want to give them a quick shout out, man. It was a great uh, time. I mean, the wedding was very, it went like that. It was on time. It was on <laughs> at a, yeah. <laughs> trying to say. Uh, uh, it was at a venue that was very unique, too. It was downtown. I don't know if you if you both ever been to the uh the evolution downtown. It's on our old third world, a world word, ward. What can't say word? Ward Street. And um, if you ever been, it's uh, it's like on the second floor. They have different game rooms and stuff like that. On the first floor is like a bar, and then the very top is like a rooftop where you. I heard they have really good brunch. Um, something to do on a um, on a you know a good morning if you got off or on the weekends. But it was great. Um, it was great. Then after that, we kind of ended the night at the uh, journeyman. And we just kind of went around and just talked about how you know, um, you know some of the high highs of the uh, of the wedding and and just uh, just saying how Imani and and the cat or cat Kate are good people. So um, there are some posts um, online if you haven't checked my page out, you see some of the highlights of the wedding and um, it was dope. Just dope to see love. It's dope to see love, um, especially in this day and age. So yeah. And then they just had a new boy. She's not like a newborn, but a baby girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Violet, too. Which, which was unique. I never really saw that before. They walked down with both kids. So we walked down with um, Imani had the baby on his arm. And then his son, Ira, um, was walking ahead of him. And um, uh, <laughs> Ira, was little, Ira was booking it down the uh, aisle. But uh, it was like I said, it was a unique venue. There was actually a bar in the venue as well, too. So if you wanted to um, you know, help yourself, by all means. Um, you could do that while watching the wedding. So, and no one wasn't, you know, like just crazy ways or anything like that. It was just good wedding. Different people, like black, white, African, Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican. Yes, Puerto Chinese, Rican was there Asian. too. Oh, no, see, Asian, Asian. <laughs> it was just a, it was just a, a good room of just good people. So it was dope. I had a good time. I had a good time. That was a dope Saturday, Sunday night. One for the books. Uh, Lassie, have you been to a wedding pretty recently? Yeah, I went to one about two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Everybody getting married. Yes, wedding season. I got one coming up in September. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to go to one, but I missed it. I was I was here, so I couldn't go. It was out of town, but it looked like it turned out to be a lovely event. So, 
Up in the two this year. Yeah, so it's interesting we're getting to that age, so. Yeah, man. All right. Oh, just man. Ask. I'm trying to go to all the weddings I can. <laughs> yeah, at first I was just kind of like, I, but I just like seeing it, the events. I love seeing the, I like the reception part, though. Yeah. And just to see what people be vibing to and what the groom yeah. going to do. Because the wedding is literally all of 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was like. It was like fast. It was like, like that. Yeah. And unfortunately, I get a chance to go to the reception. Um, but I had to ask stuff afterwards. Um, immediately after the wedding, we had to go down to the second floor, and you can um, help yourself to like drinks and stuff like that. So, and people got to mingle, and money came down, looking like Obama, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies. Thank he you did for look coming. Like <laughs> so, um, it was like I said, it was a good time, and and I'm glad to see a yeah. new union. Yeah, they look happy. So shout out to them. Oh yeah. Um, also wanted to. I don't know if you guys clicked the link or saw it floating around the internet. Yeah, man. Um, mm-hmm. Milwaukee Pub- Public Museum released a design concept um, for a proposed 100 million dollar plus building. So it was two concepts. Um, I kind of watched a little bit of the video. I just looked at the pictures. I guess my overall thought was just seeing how the city is developing overall as a unit. Um, different. Facilities, new buildings. So the one right now that's open on Wells Street has been there since 1963. Mm. It says it's the fifth um, new building since it's been there um, over the span of it being a museum. Um, so I just thought it was dope. Uh, like I said, two different concepts. Um, they may come up with more. Um, the funding is going to come from donations, but some of it's going to come from the county and things like that as well, too. So um, just interested in hearing you guys' thoughts on it. That's what you think. Um, I thought it was exciting. Um, and I think just looking at some of the concepts, um, especially like the inside of the museum, the picture that they had, it made me think about the um, the um, African American Museum in D.C. Just the way like the levels were built and things like that. Um, it definitely. I'm all for improvement, so I'm all for them upgrading it. Don't get me wrong; I love our museum, but. You know that area itself is changing, so yeah, why not? Yeah, I think they're talk. They're even talking about moving the state building, which is across the street um, from it as well, too. So, because mm. uh, that area is kind of developing, they got the the museum or the um, Bucks Arena coming or here now, and then different things obviously are being built, the apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure it'll probably move somewhere near the Department of Children and Families, but we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, it says it's scheduled to break ground, or they're wanting it to break ground in 2022. Oh, so God. as we see recent. how quick the Bucks Arena is here mm-hmm. now, and I remember right. when they talked about it when they were tearing everything up downtown too. So um, interesting concept. Like I said, 1963. You know, my dad was born in 1963, so that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, so it's cool to see. I guess the the city coming 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 of age. Yeah, it's catching right. up to. Uh, other major cities. Um, yeah, give us 10 years. We're going to be up there. Yeah, just knowing that the the BMO arena wasn't really that old. It's what, like 30 yeah. years old or like 29 years old. But it was just built where it wasn't um, high capacity like some of the other arenas. So just to kind of see where Milwaukee is heading is pretty interesting. And then the acts that they have coming to the Bucks Arena, too. Definitely. Um, we talked about Kevin Hart and stuff like that as well. So I find it interesting, too, that it's a, a local firm, which is good. They mm-hmm. came up with the concepts, the Rinka Chung architects so that's dope and they came up like you said with like seven photos of different concepts so yeah pretty dope i kind of like the first one or the third one the little gorilla coming out yeah so we'll see what happens i'm curious to see just i know we talked about this multiple times but how maybe in 10 or 15 years or five years right. we'll be able to come back and be like 
oh, what was this? What was that? Kind of like, mm-hmm. but I, at least I do that with my mom. Like, what was that back in 1978? And she's right. like, oh, that was Yonkers. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yonkers. <laughs> Yonkers. <laughs> yeah, this is Gimbals. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> but, um, I was in the Yonkers in a minute. Yeah, so shout out to shout out to Milwaukee overall, y'all. We we making a, making a come up, and uh, we like the Jeffersons. Hey. You're going to have more than an apartment, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I uh, thought this was cool. Speaking on moving on up, so I saw this article and it said no more snow days. Um, school district replaces wintry days off with online classes. So with us growing up here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we are we already know, you know, snow days. Unfortunately, me going to Mesmer, I didn't really get that many snow days. But um, yeah, so just based off that alone, before I give y'all a couple more details, what do y'all think about that? Um, she robbing the kids, man. Let the kids go outside and play. Um, but I get it. Technology's <laughs> technology has changed. Like, uh, I believe, like I said, I, we talked about it before. My little sister, she has a laptop, so um, I don't know if she can take it home. But if moving through, uh, moving through the new snow days, I'm assuming they probably could. Uh, I get it. I get it. You don't want to waste any time and lose any because you do lose money when the snow days. You got to make that stuff back up anyway. So, so yeah, yeah, I, I understand it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, um, I actually saw it, and uh, when I saw where it was, I guess I let you tell that part. I thought it was interesting. Like, yeah, I ain't gonna get that many but, snow days anyway. Okay. But, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see the article. I'm, I'm curious now. Yeah. So, um, I thought it was actually gonna be here on Wisconsin in Milwaukee. Oh. Um, but it's not. So it's a school district in South Carolina. <laughs> um. <laughs> so they were selected as a part of an e-learning pilot program. Um, and what it is is it lets the the program lets students access their assignments at home via Google Classroom with their Chromebook devices. Students in grades three to twelve will be required to take their Chromebooks home to access their assignments. They don't need internet, so they'll be able to download all of their assignments before they go home. Oh. And then that way, you know, say if they don't have Wi-Fi, then it won't be a problem. Um, and it said the technology will be implemented for the 2018-19 school year. Mm, got him. Um, yeah. And somebody even said, uh, the superintendent said, at the end of the day, it makes common sense and financial sense to implement this program. No longer will we run the bus, no longer will we need to run buses mid-June for a makeup day that mm-hmm. only a quarter of our students attend. Yeah. How often does this happen to y'all, though? Like, I wouldn't even, when I saw the place, I stopped reading low-key. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> because well, I could see if it was here, but right. when I thought of when I just saw the type of the title of the article or whatever, right. I'm like, well, it's funny because how we be like, oh yeah, it's different now. The technology, not that we wish that we had what the students have now, because to me, we're not that far off as far as technology, and I like the spot that right. we came in as far as technology, but it's like, I'll, I'm going home to chill on the snow day. I'm not going to be on the computer doing no work. Like, and I'm glad I had to. G- I got that the last of that experience because this might some- be something that's implemented across the nation, mm-hmm. especially since they have laptops and Chromebooks and things like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then you know, down south, they they ain't not really good with snow. Like, they don't even have salt trucks. They have sand. Yeah, that's know. what I'm thinking. Just yeah. They, yeah. for them to be prepared because they don't have the kind of stuff that we have. You know, um, they're trying to just be prepared because who knows when they'll get those things i don't know why states Mm. who even get a little bit of snow aren't prepared yeah whatever i know like Um, yeah like atlanta like they shut down with an inch yeah 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 but i get it like i I think it's more so um budget reasons reasons like you said like making up those extra days in in, um, (coughs) summer 
when you know you gotta pay you gotta pay more and all that stuff so yeah makes sense. well they need to get with it like why y'all just got saw trucks or sand trucks <laughs> <laughs> i remember i think i seen somebody post a picture when dallas got some snow maybe last year a couple years ago and they were from Milwaukee, and I was like, I'm literally sitting in the house right now. I can't believe it. And it looked just like it did right now. So, oh, oh yeah. And it was, just, out. And and it was, was shut like, down. Yeah, the whole city what was under emergency. like a state of emergency. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I understand if you're not used to it, right. fine. But it's just crazy. It's just crazy. So interesting, interesting concept to possibly um, happen. Anybody want to tell us about uh, racism backfiring? Racism backfiring. Let me go ahead and uh, tell you what happened with oh this uh, this young with this uh, idiot here. Is this the one where the dude followed him? I uh, got followed home. Yes, ma'am. Yes, it is. And um, and I'm gonna tell you what happened to the idiot. So, uh, so for the, for those who don't know, um, or if you listen to Breakfast Club, there was a um story that was around. I think it was by Charlamagne or maybe um Angela. Yeah, I'm not for sure. Um, but there was this gentleman who was being followed home by this guy um and the reason why is because the guy the caucasian guy um assumed or said that the uh that the black man um cut him off in traffic so what happened was you know the article want to come up so what happened was he was followed and then the guy actually recorded him you know saying hey you know uh you cut me off you're in where you're in where uh, no, come on back here. This story, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're n word, you're n word, and the guy recorded it. And um, so some of the backlash at this man's face, and I, and I apologize, I'm trying to pull up his uh, his uh, name now. I think his name is Jeff Whitman, and um, Jeff owned this construction company called uh, Urias. And let's just say people have been giving him bad reviews on Yelp, and it has negatively affected his business. So much so that he is now currently out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, he told publications that, you know, I made a terrible mistake. The negative reactions that I've gotten um, from my outbursts or from, you know, the bigotry that he uh, displayed has caused him to no longer be in business in, Co- uh, in Columbia. So, um, yeah, just to sort of say, you know, all the peppermint patties and the, and the um, coupon curls. Coupon you curls. Peppermint patties. I mean, the uh, permit patties. patties. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, permit patties, uh, coupon curls, and um, the, uh, the, um, the, the coal, the barbecue lady, whatever. Um, you know, just, we're not going to tolerate that stuff anymore. And like I've always said, and it happened even back in the day with Martin Luther King, you hit people where it hurt, and that's where they have money in their pockets. The, boy, uh, the um, Montgomery boycott of the buses hit them in their pockets so you got to hit people in their pockets when a bigotry and things like that occur because uh, that's the only way that it's gonna make some sense and i'm trying to she said um there's a real quick um um statement from the guy with me i'm out of business i'm completely out i'm done i never i'll never work in columbus again i said columbia i'm sorry it's columbus this has completely and thoroughly ruined my life um so yeah that's that and i'm getting this article from ebony so I just don't understand the intensity of the hate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, essentially, that's what they all said when they got in trouble for doing what they did, which I guess they thought was right at the moment. Um, I personally listened to the video or saw it or just a little bit of it and just Mm -hmm. I didn't even finish it because it was, you know, unfortunately typical what people say when they get caught in those situations and the camera's rolling. And it it was very pointless in that moment, too, because the dude was very to me. He was calm, like. Really, like it's just what you you mad because you 
you got in the way and then i'm like really dude but <laughs> yeah it's an unfortunate situation but i mean i guess i want to ask you guys because i don't i don't know if we talked about this before um with understanding that hitting hitting it where it hurts as far as uh, the money in the pocket goes as far as um the montgomery bu- bus boycotts and that was over like a year or so before they were like all right fine mm-hmm. so do y'all think that that in this era because of technology and stuff do we have to do it for so long just like we did back then or is it something that could like this guy you can hit him on yelp and people just stop going or is it something that has to continue like what if we just stopped after like a week or so just understanding how fast things happen these days and how sometimes things can be trendy as far as supporting different causes yeah i think it depends on um like you said the support and the backing that you have like i seen someone post a story on twitter about how she's a vegetarian and she asked for like a vegetarian like chicken salad sandwich or something so there was supposed to be no meat in it but there was meat in it and <laughs> yeah i don't know what a bust i don't this was supposed to be chicken or tuna or and she got the other one or something and yeah. everyone you know kind of followed her story and she was like if you guys can help me write yelp reviews everybody got on yelp and was like horrible place and some people was like that's not fair because y'all don't even live in this place y'all haven't tried this restaurant blah 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 yeah i imagine yelp been around for like racism back in the day they let us ride this bus y'all we need y'all to go (laughs) we need y'all go ahead go to yelp put your little drop in a little slip here (laughs) give them one star since you can't give them zero right you gotta draw the star for real think about it it would have probably happened across the nation Mm. nobody would have got bus (laughs) 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 i got three kids what's (laughs) on i in the back Mm -mm. might be a little further (laughs) we'll think about the uh philadelphia case with uh starbucks you know i i personally went on yelp myself and actually wrote a review right. and not saying my review was the one that you know tipped over the you know the tipping the scale yeah. but everyone counts but everyone everyone counts and so much so that they shut down for a day and actually had some you know policy changes and stuff like that so um same thing with um i don't know what was it american airlines with uh, tamika mallory yeah um yeah you know, so much so, so much outcry and poor. The CEO had to get on the phone, or even Diddy had to step in and say, "Hey, you need to talk to her. You need to figure this out." Then the United Airlines. Mm-hmm. So I know Papa I John's dude. Yep, Papa John's and stuff like that. Everything. So I, internet's not a joke. Yeah. Don't play. So what if the internet was active back in 1965? Mmm, mmm, mmm. I think we would. I think we would be more responsible with it. So I think we could change could have happened could have happened a lot quicker, because um, we would all be on one accord. Um, you think people would have been scared to come forward though? Mm, well, no, because if if it, if the internet if we're saying that the internet operates the way it operates now, a lot of people could mask behind certain you know accounts and stuff like that. So I don't think people people would be afraid to maybe come out as themselves, but they wouldn't be afraid to post some. You but know. you got the FBI and Her- Herbert yeah. Hoover right now. Mm, and if, okay, so send you send people up. So you send, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you said that would be easier to set people up too. Yeah, that's scary. Um, <laughs> like you really got to think. You got to like yeah. really add that into because mm-hmm. you think about tapping phone lines and yeah, and that was right, like yeah. infancy stage back then. Right. So that's good. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Did not think about that. Lots. Yeah. What you think? Um, I was kind of going down the same line as you. Like they could be anybody on the on the mm-hmm. internet at that point, but then just thinking about those times back then like would it have really been easier to just been anybody like yeah i think i mean it could have been i just think that you know you got more people that's more skeptical because we always talk about right. how now like our generation is more like oh okay, if you want to mm-hmm. <laughs> right and not to say that that 
that minimizes the older generation, but it's it's just the time that they were in, unfortunately. So, right. but I think that it would have added a you know extra element, another then, element, and in. then that's if we were able to get computers. That's another point too. Oh, that's then. a good point. We probably could imagine been able that? To. no like internet black for black Panthers. people. I can see black Panthers probably like two years later though. Yeah. Like, could I'm you imagine like, that no internet for black people like that? That's crazy <laughs> for colored <laughs> the colored section right over here. We got to beat up the old you, computers. No, you got dialogue. Yeah, right, we get to beat up old computers that got the N word on it. Like, uh, um, but no, I think, uh, but I do think though because we were they were able to mobilize. They were able to. <laughs> you go on the web page; it's all black. <laughs> Can't get the colors. Uh, you you no, able to like them computers at Duncan? <laughs> X to delete. Like, oh, come on, man. The keyboard missing letters and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But you think about it, they were able to mobilize without it. So imagine if they did have that tool. I would think that they might be able to. They might be able to do some damage. They might have been able to do some damage and a lot faster too. Um, which Could have reached out to one another. Yeah, a little faster. Right, and Definitely. then to counter your point too about the government, you know, being able to tap, they couldn't be able to tap that many people that fast. You don't know. I mean, I, say. I don't know. He, he tore I mean, the whole Black Panther Party down. But, I mean, that's um, true. I mean, but they did that. They did it, but then they <laughs> made them go against each other. Yeah, and, that's uh, the thing. And, yeah, we again, it's kind of worse than that. So, um, yeah, I just thought it just made me think. Like, I kind of like where the conversation went because you like you really think about stuff like that. Yeah. Like, hmm. Um. Be yeah, interesting concept. What about this uh, five-word movie plot? So I saw this on Twitter, and I wanted to know, um, um, just like a little fun game in the middle of our show. Um, can you describe your favorite movie plot in five words? In five words? Um, favorite movie plot in five words. So, like, um, for example, someone, um, they said white african girl tries to fit in mm. white african tries to fit in or something like white that african tries to fit in come on now what seraphina i don't know i'm done with both of y'all white white african tries to fit mean in. mean girls oh i was gonna oh, say that i was thinking that i was gonna say that. i forgot she was from there yeah oh okay okay what would yours be we guess it mine would be couple goes through middle life crisis that's mm. six but Couple go through. You probably never seen that movie. I'm gonna be honest. Mm, that's a lot. Couple go through midlife crisis. It's a movie called uh, "This Is Forty with Leslie Mann and uh, Paul Rudd. It's one of my favorite movies. Mm. It's called "This Is Forty, and it really shows them going through. You know, they're going over that hump of all right. We passed the twenties, we passed the thirties. Now we're in our forties, and it's getting a little rough. Mm. So what's it called? This is this is our forty. This is forty. This is forty. Mm-hmm. This is forty. Um, you can do it. Okay, how about this one? It's a movie. Five words. <laughs> we live in your dreams. Uh, what's that movie called? Inception. Yeah. Well, you just produced. Did you know that was my favorite movie? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. I just had to think about what I know about movies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about that too. I don't think I can come up with this. Cop save singer from depression or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not that's funny. That's like a good pitch, like, yeah. It's a good pitch. Like, it's, it's an elevator pitch. <laughs> I mean, um, I forgot the name of the movie, but it's, uh, Beyond the Lights. Yeah. Beyond the Lights. Beyond yeah. the Lights. Oh, uh, that's a good pitch, though. That's a good elevator. Say it one more time. 
Pop sa- save singer from depression. <laughs> That's not funny, man. Pop star singer. Hey, it, it yeah, worked. It yeah. worked. Yeah, but that would be too hmm, many tell me more. words. So. Tell me more. That's okay. I did six. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, oh, she's from the UK. Because I'm trying to add that in, in it, too. <laughs> she just said in a UK way. accent. Cop save singer. Cop singer. <laughs> 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 Yo, listen, though. I'm going to tell you them. Cop save so, singer from depression. I don't know. I think it's easier for them to switch to us. It definitely is. I thought about that. Yeah, because I, I, I was watching well, I watched The Walking Dead and like they'll do <laughs> like the Afro scene. I'm like, half of the cast is from 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 over there, from the UK. Yeah, and Gugu, um, David Owelowo. Oh, yeah, yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Idris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The other young woman that played MLK's wife. I always mix her up with Gugu, but she played. I think she's from over there. She played Coretta. Hmm. Isn't she in mm. white people? I don't know, but anyway, it's uh and um, it's just it's a bunch of people that can do that. And then on Walking Dead, they have the country accent, so it's like that's not easy to do. So uh, more power than them. I was watching Beyond the Light. She's like, get out there. Um. Anyway, I know in our last episode of uh, YBO, episode 84, check it out. We talked about LeBron's uh, school that yeah. he planned to open. Um, yeah, I promise this. school. So today we got a little bit more details as mm. far as seeing it. Mm-hmm. And then just everybody were, was posting the post about, um, I guess, what it offers, which is pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so I'll just read it. It's Again, it's the I promise school. It's going to have free tuition, free uniforms, free bicycle and helmet. Oh, a little helmet. Free, <laughs> free transportation within two miles. Free breakfast, lunch, and snacks. Food pantry for families. GDs and job placement services for parents. Guaranteed tuition for for the University of Akron for every student who graduates. So I just wanted you guys' thoughts on that because um, I don't really want to go there, but the whole debates about him just being the best because of this, in addition to him being a great player and comparable to some other players and what they've done outside of the court. Um and just generally, just what he did for just the area for Cleveland and Akron, Ohio. And this it's just itself amazing. And then I saw like videos of the kids at school just looking around and it looks like an um, amazing, great environment. Agreed. Um, honestly, when I read this earlier, I was like, my mom laughed at me. I was like, okay, sending my son to this school. Right. <laughs> son or daughter. Sorry. I don't mean to um, discriminate. But I was like, this sounds... It's not only helping the child, but it's helping their environment. Um, Because, I mean, when children are not at school, they're at home. And if they don't have food at home or their parent is struggling and you can't help them with their homework, then, you know, that plays a factor. I think it plays a factor in everything. So the fact that, you know, for those people who can't afford groceries all the time, there's a food pantry. Yeah. You don't have to go far. You can go to the school. Um And for those parents who want to get better with their, you know, say they dropped out of high school or whatever the case may be, they get their GED, they have job placement services. So it's like kind of going through school with your kid and y'all both bettering yourselves, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, yeah, it's like you said, it's doing more than just helping the students because it is, like I said, helping that area in general, especially offering the classes for the parents because they get that second chance to... uh, they need help to um expand their education that's great and then on top of that the kids get to see their parents um be more than what they already are because you know sometimes when you're young you look at who your parents are and it helps you advance so to mm-hmm. see 
maybe your parents doing their GED homework and you know I'm gonna do my math I'll be right back so (laughs) (laughs) it it could act as like this magical elixir or something like that let me do it so well I I think even looking at the school too as as aesthetically it's it's something that I would, as a kid, I would, can't wait to wake up to go to that school. Like, right. You know, it looks beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, if I'm in the, that area, and I'm assuming, if I'm not mistaken, that, you know, it's an area that's more impoverished. Mm-hmm. And um, I would want to be like, all right, I get uh, for how long is school days now? What, eight hours. Eight hours still? Okay. Uh, for eight hours a day, I get to go to the school where I, it's beautiful, looks good, looks way better than where I'm at. I feel safe. I'm secure. The people are warm and welcoming. Um I get food, I get, you know, I would want to go and they'll make you want to learn more kids that go to these schools that are torn down and old books and old stuff like that. You don't want to go to school. You know, why? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, I'm just basically going home again. I might as well stay at home if I'm going to do all this. You know, teachers yelling at you and stuff like <laughs> with that. With your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> right. <with> your laptop. <laughs> they done probably put someone in a hacked laptop, laptop and stuff oh, like that. Oh, Lord. Put, put a, a Cody on a laptop. They watch movies in class. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. You have no faith in these young kids. <laughs> Maybe because I feel like That's it's not—it's not the kids. It's not the kids. It's the system. The system has failed these kids because I feel like the kids don't want to learn because there's—it's not. It's why? Why? Why do I need to learn this stuff? And it's because, and then it's the then the system failed the teachers because they don't have the resources to teach right. the kids. So it's just yeah. you know back and forth thing, and you know it's, it's so unfortunate. But I think LeBron is taking the necessary steps to make the change the way we look at school and um, how we help people. I think um, Diddy also had a school too. I forgot the name of that school. Um, I haven't heard too much about it, but um, yeah, I think. And I, ne- I remember when Nelly's show was on BT, he still may have it. He had a high school in St. Louis, um, and I think one of the episodes showed like students graduating i think at that point they were probably like the third or fourth round if i'm not mistaken of students going off the co- and i think he paid for all or a couple of them to go to college too and then i mean it's sometimes people think it's like a controversial matter but oprah has her school over in africa mm-hmm. with the young women too so it's um some schools out here a lot yeah. of, uh, i forget the guy's name dr perry i think his name is he has a school he has a hundred percent success rate Success rate and all of them, I think, go to college um, as well too. So it's it's a lot of um, it's a lot of outlets and avenues out here for us. You just gotta get out here, and it's good to see black people in education and putting their stuff forward in education. So and, and he seems so genuine and excited about it too. Uh, I think that's the real dope part about it. And uh, yeah, and I've seen so many people posting that that actual clip. So. Yeah. Shout out to LeBron, man. Shout out to LeBron, and not even just him, his team too. Yeah. Because you know we we always talk about it. That's something that I always look at too. You got to have a a good team surrounding mm-hmm. you to make things happen. I mean, obviously, you LeBron, you great, you do this, but to make sure you have that team that's making sure everything is laid out for you, in addition to you being there and you showing up with what you have, mm-hmm. um, especially the team that you know that you brought with you. Like, I'll say you that's like the best. You. Yeah, got to be some of the like a, a sweet feeling to have as well too. Not just some people. What you get, you know, you grow up and you meet different people. That's fine too. But if you bring them people, put some money in their pocket, which right. puts money in the city's pocket, and it just expands and expands and expands. And who knows where the school will be in a couple of years, or even just the city of Akron. I Squad think it's a little goes. bit south of uh, Cleveland too. So that's real squad goes. Yeah, if you want to look at some squad goes. Yeah, shout out to. LeBron. P, P, uh, speaking of squad, um, I want to talk about Beyonce 
and the things she's doing too and then shortly after we'll talk about jay-z a little bit too um just all this black empowerment but beyonce is um going to be on the cover of vogue in september but you know what that's not even the most important part the most important part is, is that we're gonna they're gonna she's gonna have um a black photographer for the first time um in in, uh, in 126 years that the uh publication has been around um and this gentleman is coming out of atlanta here and um you know it's it's his name is tyler mitchell and uh, shout out to him because he's 23 years old um and you know he said that his eye he's able to depict black people and, and people of color in a real and pure way um so he's going to bring a unique style to um to vogue and you know first thing that jumps out at me is like it's sad to see that you know this is the first black photographer um that's in that's going to be doing something like this and the publication been around for 126 years that's amazing um so i don't know what, what like what's what's your thoughts on that um Reese, as far as you know beyonce <coughs> making those moves well i think it's in addition to what she's already been doing like if you look at mm -hmm. her performance at um coachella it was very empowering she empowered the different um greeks and um different types of steps and, and things they do and she added that and she had the dancers mm -hmm. um and she had like the whole what do you call it um band and all that the stuff band, but not the band the dancers the majorette type dance mm -hmm. as well too um with young women who are inspired and i even even read about some of her dancers i think one of her dancers got proposed to um at her concert or something like yeah. that and you could be big like that and be like uh, -uh what you doing that's not here and i think her boyfriend was like you mind if i do it so she seems to be like all welcoming um to herself and even look at her sister solange and her album and how she talks about her parents and um, specifically miss tina making her aware and i think i saw a video of miss tina just kind of being their mom just talking about how she not even just being black empowerment just the sisterly love because she was like it was at one point where beyonce was you know obviously a rising star and solange is her sister so she wanted to make sure that they still were together so she right. said she had like therapy sessions for solange or they she would have them take it together because you at that teenage you having that back to forth thing you know she wearing my clothes she doing this she getting on my nerves then that's why i can see it's a big portion because people was like why are you telling all that but i'm like that's very right. important it's to very show important. You know, that's why they have that relationship that they have where they could both be who they are and not have to worry about that. So I think that that falls in addition to um, now where she is in her life, um, being able to reach out Chloe and Hallie. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Just just everything. Just um, I think even just to shoot that she did for her, her most recent pregnancy, people had a lot to say about how it looked and things like that. But I think she gave a different photographer a chance. So her giving back like that, I know. They always talk about how her mom made her uh, understand how important that is um, because, you you know, you had that shot and it's important to get back to your people. And I mean, why not? 23, you know, she was, what, 16, 17 when she broke ground in a bit, maybe 14. Mm. And she started when she was a kid. So repping and, you know, in this day and age, people could be, you know, mad about that. They don't want the next person to get that chance. And she seems very open in addition to Jay-Z. It's this I, I was trying to find his name, but it was an article a while ago. Don't know his name. He's probably like our age. He, I think, I forget what he went to school for, but he designed suits or something like that. Mm. And I think he did one for like Jay Z. So he was young black male that kind of it was like a groundbreaking thing that um, Jay Z gave him the ability to do. I think so. It's That's just cool wild. to see them both do what they do. 
That's what you think, uh, Jay Z. I mean, Jay Z. Beyonce. Beyonce, yeah, Beyonce offering um, this young man. Um, yeah, I've seen that. I think it's one. I think it's crazy that in this day and age, we still have to say mm-hmm. she's the first black. You know, he's the first black photographer in so many years, or this is the first black woman winning this award in seventy years. Mm. It's kind of like, hmm, you know, it's kind of like mind blowing that. You know, there's so many great things that black people do, but obviously we don't get the recognition sometimes. Um, I say shout out to Beyonce um, and Jay-Z. I didn't know that about the soup thing, but to me, they both seem to try to give opportunities to um, young black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I know that he's probably ecstatic and going Mm. crazy. Yeah, I get to shoot Beyonce and not just shoot Beyonce for, I mean, Anything would be great, but you get to shoot Beyonce for it. What is it, Vogue? Mm-hmm. Um, what a, a two-part question for both of you all. Um, what are your thoughts on... Um, it, and the, the questions are not going to be similar. It's going to be two crazy questions. So I shouldn't say two parts. Just two questions in general. But what are your thoughts on it being Vogue? What if... Would you think that Beyonce should have been on the cover of Ebony magazine or uh, i don't know i can't think of any other uh, you know other publication but like why why do you think that because it's vogue um or or even like a gucci thing like um can't think of his name dapper dan being you know finally getting this gucci store and it's like these brands that aren't really necessarily weren't really tailored or built for us but it's a big thing when you know a black person is with these companies like do you think we should celebrate that or should we more so celebrate you know the black enterprise um you know covers or you know the essences and the ebony's and stuff like that why not celebrate both yeah i was gonna say we should celebrate the the black ones just as much right Mm. um in my opinion maybe a little bit more because of of that the love and the feel for it but i think Mm. just as much but obviously because you have something that's same thing as what we talk about it's something that's deemed as um prestigious in a sense so it's like when you see it's kind of like what we talk about with the um to me when you when we say you know the whole idea of women having straight long hair or not nappy curly hair it was mm-hmm. like something that's kind of programmed into you right so when you talk about the people who didn't get a grammy they'd be mad but they didn't show up to the bet awards right things right. like that that kind of get you know i don't want to say beaten into you but it's in stone that it's something that's much greater than what you already have so when we have the essence and the bet awards it's kind of similar so we'd be like oh yeah oh my gosh she's with vogue you know, it's great, which is great. Like, it's a great platform to be on. And then when you're, but I think for this though, when you're bringing, you know, something with it, I could see if she was just on Vogue and it's like Beyonce's on Vogue and it'd be like, great. But when you bring in something with it, like, I'm gonna be on there, but guess who coming to? Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the part that adds the, the, the greatness to it as well to some people. So, because I know that was the same thing about um, Kanye and, and the gentleman that is over there, Gu- not Gucci, it was. Brandon, he had the, he has the all white brand, but now he's over there. Gucci can't think of his name right now, but I know Charlamagne was making a point like, why didn't we just boost up all the all white brand as opposed to him going over to Gucci and stuff like that? So, just want to know your thoughts on that. And then my second question, really Wait, before you go there, mm. we got a listener reaction. It said, first black keeps us in competition with one another." Mm. So, just a thought. 
I, I, I can understand that. Um, I mean, it, for me, I want to say comp- I would say a healthy competition because it makes you want to step your game up. Like when I saw his age, I was like, "Ooh, I'm 27. What am I doing?" You know what I mean? Yeah, you are 27. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like it's like, "Ooh, what am I doing?" He's 23, so um, it, it's, it's only it's, four it's, years. Yeah, it's only four years, but it just makes you put things in perspective. Like, okay, you know, he's he's out here working, doing his thing. He got this opportunity. You know, um, it's a healthy competition for me. I get it. I seen a. Uh, because I thought it was going to be what I saw. It was another article about some young woman who tweeted maybe four years ago, two, three, four years ago, about being on, on the run tour taking pictures of Beyonce. Mm. And um, now she, I guess she retweeted it, and she's actually taking pictures of them on tour. Mm. Um, so it's another example of, you know, speaking it to, I guess this one, speaking it to existence. Not saying he didn't, but I don't know. But still, it's pretty cool. But yeah. number two. Number two, um, real quick, I don't know if y'all remember, but, I know Harry Belafonte was kind of on like Jay Z and Beyonce like a long time ago, um, uh, in regards to them like being out there for black issues and in regards to that. Do you think that him saying that or maybe even having them, maybe him having a conversation with them, kind of maybe pushed them forward? Because we see them, we hear about them doing a lot. I know there's some things that they probably did back then that we didn't know about. I know they were helping out a lot of Black Lives Matter uh, protesters get out of jail and things of that nature and helping with defense. But now we see them like with the whole Beyonce thing, and then we're gonna talk about Trayvon Martin in a minute. Ben like, Sean is more active. Yeah, more active. You think it, is it for them as a power play, or is this something that maybe they had a conversation with someone and they were like, "Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Maybe we need to go ahead and step our game up." I don't know. It, I mean, I don't think I can. Ever, we could ever really say, but right. it could be like one of those. Let's. They could be trying to set an example for other celebrities to do the same. Or they just want to simply show that they really care about what they do. They care about putting their money back into mm-hmm. their communities, helping people. Beyonce has donated, like she had a scholarship. Nicki Minaj had Nicki Minaj has a scholarship for you know her fans, and you know, like I said, just putting that back into the people that really support them. Like it could just be like, you know, sometimes how people be like, you only donated a thousand dollars. Maybe it's one of those, hmm, let me show them I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Mm. Maybe it's not so much to a power power move because who really cares? I mean, I, I honestly, I'm not going to say, oh, my God, Beyonce has all this money and she's not donating anything. Mm. Like I'm not going to do that whether she tells us or not what she's doing with her money. But it could just be, I just maybe I can set an example to other people out there, honestly. Um, I think it could be both, uh, but like Lassie said, you never would truly know. But what I'm gonna go with is maybe it's their kids, because I think about when Blue was really small, people had so much to say about her hair and mm-hmm. why I ain't do this and why I ain't do that. So I, I'm wondering if it's a thing where, and if you listen to their lyrics, it's to kind of empower their children. I'm gonna leave my kids with this. I'm gonna have this for my kids. I'm gonna show my kids this. My daughter gonna have this dress whatever whatever mm-hmm. so i think it's a way to empower not only just their kids but just younger people below them um as far as age wise that's why they have the 23 year old the chloe and the hallie the people to kind of show you what you can do um versus where initially where jay-z came from mm-hmm. um from the marcy projects and things like that and just yeah, you know, well beyonce coming from houston but you know not really been that poor but whatever but still mm-hmm. but i just think it's a thing where it's to to empower their their own kids, but just everybody in general. So why not? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted. To, I just thought about that just randomly because I know he spoke out about them and he was just saying and celebrities in general just need to 
step their game up. But um, yeah, I've seen that lately, and not not saying I was questioning their their philanthropy, but just want to know if that maybe would have came across your mind. Yeah, listener response. No, um, I think Jay Z has been on Black Empowerment since Reasonable Doubt. Mm -hmm. I just think he's very strategic and patient in his executions. Uh, I was going to say that too. I think I want I don't want to call it a rollout, but I do think he has like um um. Kaepernick, like he has a plan of how he wants to do it, when he's going to do it, and why he's going to do it. I think generally when you're in business like that, that too, but I mean, if you think about how long ago that album was, I think you just mm -hmm. grow over time, so I don't want to say it's like a plan, I just think that think about when Harry Belafonte came at him, it was like a thing where, what do you say, Mr. Basically, get out of my business. But I think, if you look at him now, look at his hair, look how mm -hmm. he's, he's rocking, and I actually, people be complaining, I actually like his hair like that when yeah. he wears a little bandana. So I think it's something to empower, like I said, just not even, you know, himself, his kids, like Blue, people had so much to say. Remember they talked about when Karuchi had gotten in trouble on BT. they heard they got everybody fired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, this is what it looks like, so this is what it's gonna be. And right. If you don't want to be a part of the show, this is what I'm doing at Coachella. So bring it on. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, speaking of Jay Z, since we're on it right now, uh, he it did this uh, Trayvon Martin uh, doc uh, docu series that's on BET, partnering with uh, Paramount Network, and uh, it basically says "Rest in Power," which is essentially the book um, his parents wrote. Um, but you know, it's it's a docu series, and it's a six part docu series. And I I don't do you all get a chance to watch it yet or have you taken uh, a look at it yet? The first one came out last night. Yeah. Um, I didn't really pay attention to it. I gotta, I'm gotta. i going to probably watch it tomorrow um, at work when I get a chance. But, um, yeah, one of the things I heard a lot of people, I don't want to say complaining, but it was one of them things like, well, we know what happened or, you know what I'm saying, or I don't want to relive that or it's right. going to make me mad. So I seen a lot of people saying that about it. Um, but as far as I got or what I was lis kind of listening to, I was kind of busy, was just... You know, his mom and them just kind of going through who he was and then just mm -hmm. the beginning stages of what essentially happened with uh, Zimmerman and things like that. Yeah, it just basically traces his life um, before and, and um, before, during, and then after the uh, situation that occurred with uh, Zimmerman, um, which happened to be six years ago. But I would say that I think this story is important because I know that the family don't doesn't want their son to be a martyr for, you know, uh, injustice. But you think about it, the whole hoodie and the skittles and the iced tea and it, and those symbols every time you see those symbols even if you don't think about it directly indirectly you'll say trayvon martin or even if you wear a hoodie trayvon martin even i be i'm conscious at times where i want to wear my hood up but i'm like ah, let me put my hood back down because i'm in certain areas and neighborhoods that um i maybe i shouldn't have my hood up and it's unfortunate but sometimes it don't even matter where i am i just be like maybe i shouldn't put my hood on right which i mean sometimes it'd be cold and it's like Ooh. Yeah, but I don't to want think, people to get the wrong idea. Right. I don't know if I ever ever consciously thought about it like that because I don't really wear like hoodies like that, mm -hmm. and I rarely wear hoods, so I don't. I never think about that. I think the other day I went to the hair store because I took down my hair and I had to put something on my head, and I'm not a bonnet outside where I won't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and if it's hot, it like I'm hair. not gonna wear like a, a hat. Then sometimes my hair would be too thick for a baseball hat, so putting on my hood but i never that's crazy i'm sitting here thinking about it. i never consciously mm -hmm. was like don't wear that because this might happen i was um actually catching up on one of my cheerleader for foolishness shows <laughs> um basketball wives in malaysia hey. it's a care or a person on the show and she was talking to her son i thought he was older but he's only 11 mm -hmm. and she was just saying like he likes to wear his hoodies and stuff like that and i think her younger brother got killed mm. um and she mm. was kind of mad at herself because she was supposed to go pick him up or something and 
he um, had his hood on and I guess he just had his phone in his pocket and the officer shot him in the head or something to kill mm. him. So she was like, when I see the off police officers, I get nervous. And she was talking to her son and she was showing him something like, just keep your hands up or whatever. Right. And then he was like, this is, what did he say? He said, this is uncomfortable or this is, I forget what he said. This is like embarrassing. And she's like, I know, but I, I feel like I have to talk to you about it. And it seemed genuine. I like, because it's a reality show. So, yeah. um, I, I, um, if you ever catch me in the wintertime, I always got that big Sean John coat. It's like a, I call it by uh, polar bear, black polar bear mm. joint. But uh, I remember when I was with Imani and uh, we were um, near the Marquette area, the uh, Qdoba over there. I can't think of the street right now. But um, there were a whole bunch of cops came in. You know, they're just getting their lunch and this, that, and the other. They sat down right behind us. And that coat allows me to actually put my hands in my pockets. and Or there's some um, chest pockets that I can put my hands in. And um, when they walked in, I immediately took my hands out of my hand uh, out of my pocket and put it on the table because I'm like I don't want them to think that even though they're just eating their lunch talking I don't even want them to think I got anything or gonna attack them because um, who knows what's going on in their mind so you know it's just some stuff that you know watching this document I haven't watched it yet or I seen anything yet I will plan I plan on doing it but I gotta I know for me personally I gotta get my mind right because um, you know just some of the stuff and the rhetoric that people that we're going to have to relive again and uh, just uh, yeah also too um i think it came out back in june because i remember they were on a breakfast club some months ago but like i was saying mike brown um his parents have a documentary i forget the guy that did it with them too um this white white guy guy, but um it's called stranger fruit of of um, stars and it's pretty interesting too because same thing people are like well we know what happened Mm -hmm. what's the purpose but um that's when i actually finished but they kind of just went through the whole process as far as how everything happened and details that were left out and then just some of the words were flipped from different um what do you call them um people that came forward and it was just it's just interesting to to hear different sides of the specific story and it will make you mad hearing it um and just you know little pieces of the case that make you go oh yeah i think more importantly we need stories like these because we need to be told by us to humanize us because once that happened, you know, they showed Trayvon Martin with the middle fingers up, the right. gold grill. He was a thug. Same thing with Mike Brown. He was a thug. He was this big guy, big scary guy. He's a kid. So, you know, we need to tell more stories by us, um, you know, to you know let the world know that the image that you have in your head about these kids is not right. And, you know, we might joke about it, but honestly, truly, they're not there to defend themselves. They can't say, hey, I was doing this picture because my, right. my cousin said I want to let's do a funny pose or let's do a crazy pose. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So it's just, and, and you never know. To me, that's when you would see in the the um, Mike Brown one, it was, what's his name? Dorian Wilson. It was a part where, and I think I said this before, where he said something to the, um, when he was giving his um, recollection of what happened, the words that he used, honestly, just as a black person, is something that we would just totally understand because of our dialect and how we mm, speak and things right. like that. But like, the prosecutors totally flipped it and i was like dang i know exactly what you mean but they like flipped the way that he right. said it and i'm like that's the crazy part so it was just just like i said hearing um other sides of the stories and what he was doing the night before and how they just try to th- like you said throw all different things um that had nothing to do with what happened so right exactly so yeah i just got riled up even thinking about that so um we want to move on to it. So okay. I caught this article real quick. Um, it says three ways to be irresistible. Really quickly, who do you all consider to be irresistible? It could be, um, it could be a celebrity. It could be somebody close, close by you. 
who you consider to be irresistible. You mean irresistible. Like, irresistible. Like, you just can't get enough of. Like um <laughs> like Beyonce. Like it was irresistible. Is you, she irresistible to you? Like, absolutely. I think when she's intoxicated <laughs> when she's on the screen, you know what I mean? When she's dancing and doing her thing and singing, performing, you don't want to turn away. Um it can, and like Hilarious. I said, it could be anybody. Um no if somebody's just irresistible to me. You said I got somebody in mind. I'm just kidding. I, I, when I think of irresistible, like uh, say for instance, Charmy, like um, like Barack Obama, like the way when he. I don't not think irresistible is the word. I think it's more like charming or something like. I mean, that. it's it's included in that. Well, for at least according to this article, how they. But I wouldn't use irresistible though. Not uh, for Obama. Not for Obama. Irresistible? You don't think so? You don't think women like him? I think women, women like him, but like I don't him, think he's irresistible. For, like I'm talking about for me. Like that's mm-hmm. just not the word I would use. Irresistible. Who would you, like, you consider irresistible? Then it's not many people that I would just use the word irresistible for. Like mm. when I think of irresistible, it's just like ooh, like I just I can't get enough, and I'm like that's not. <laughs> There's nobody you can't get enough of. Yeah, but it ain't like yo Barack Obama or nothing. I don't oh, know him. Okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it just in general. Like, you know, celebrity yeah. celebrities the only no, thing no, I can no, kick no. up my mind. But anyway, the reason why I was coming up with this article is because um, there are three keys or three traits that people consider um, to make people consider to be irresistible. And one of the first traits is humility. And I thought about and like I said, I came up with the idea of Barack Obama um, because, you know, Barack Obama didn't necessarily when he was in office, he didn't boast or brag like the current um, the current president in office right now um, and curiosity. Uh, the ability to always want to learn more and um, and to keep asking questions and digging more and, and the uh, the thought of uh, having quest and wanting to search and learn more and then empathy um, you know the ability to uh, you know be able to put yourself in somebody else's right, shoes right 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 so I don't know I just caught, caught this article real quick and I think it was a good idea and they talked about uh, being uh, charisma um but the, the beginning of the article is basically says there's a routine question asked in job interviews, first dates, table games, and so on. What is the most important thing you look for in other people? And you know, and I guess they either did a, a, a tally or a poll, and these three things came up. So just wanted to um, you know throw that throw those out there. They said that these three traits are closely related. Humility is for the soul. Curiosity is for the mind. And empathy is for the heart. Hmm. Humility is how you value yourself. Curiosity is how you value others, and empathy is how you bi- uh, value the bonds between yourself and others. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, just want to thought about that, you know. Have them all, everybody. Be irresistible. And be irresistible. Air quotes. Irresistible. <laughs> Very irresistible. <laughs> like it seems like that's that J Cole song, Human Trace songs. I can't get enough of what you got. <laughs> Good mm. God, you hit the spot. <laughs> I try to let go, but I just could not. Episode forty-seven. I need, need that. that. <laughs> I mean, y'all need that out here. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all feel about that episode? Pretty good. good. I'm sticky. Hot. My mom's good, listening. Though. She said, "Dang, y'all got a lot of topics." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today I looked at the panel. I was to like, moms. "Whoa!" She didn't Shout say that. Moms. She said that word. Oh, but, um, <laughs> that's it. I know she was listening. Normally she'd be commenting and she's like, Y'all moving too fast. But um <laughs> episode forty seven, as always, I am Reese Berry. I'm Lassie. I'm one J. More information about us on YBO Podcast MKE dot com. Check out episode eighty four of Young Black and Opinionated on all platforms. And check us out on Center on Center on August fourth. Yeah. Four o'clock. Center Street. See you guys next week. Peace. Mm-hmm.